everyone. Welcome. FPL Matt Day here. This is the first World Cup 2022 fantasy football podcast. I cannot wait for this. This is match week one. I've got some really good uh, fellow guests with me tonight. Can't wait for them to uh, talk all about their teams, their picks, their differentials. Um, before we get going, if you can please give the stream a like, give the channel a subscribe if you haven't done already, and get all of your questions in comments as well it's all appreciated we will happy to take any questions to do with captains differentials picks help you out as much as we can um, before we get started as well i'm going to bring up um some of the comments quickly that have already come in from guests and then i'm going to intro uh at d10 football and at fpl amateurs of all so let's just quickly bring up some uh comments before we start we've got football Ferreira coming in with the vamos and the fire emojis great to see you on the screen mate uh, the goal difference saying you love to see it onto the ball with the let's go uh, a couple of really awesome regulars in the pod tonight uh ernesto saying yes lad keep it up uh, matt cowlin's in evening with the dream team and then can we not encourage quentin's background <laughs> yeah we've got, we got dan does not want to encourage quentin you're just jealous but... mate you're just jealous mate not all of us can afford to get over you mate <laughs> anyway before we um before we jump into the fancy stuff i want to say thanks to everyone that's coming to the comments um really appreciate the support and let's um let's introduce uh a couple of the uh guests tonight we've got at d10 football um if you don't follow him go and check him out on instagram uh, twitter as well um but d10 football's actually got a really really awesome announcement tonight for the pod and i think this could be the first time he's announcing this live on any form of, of social media potentially as well. So this is a massive announcement. So I'm going to pass it to yourself, Dan. Um, obviously, everyone who watches the, the stream saw him on the uh, the previous preview podcast for the World Cup we did. Um, and now he's got some news, um, which is a yeah, special announcement. So Dan, give us an intro and let us know what this special news is. Mate, I think you've covered the intro. I'm, I'm going to get straight to the news, man. Because, uh, <laughs> I can talk and talk and I don't want to go on. But tomorrow I will be leaving for Qatar, hopping on the Qatar Airways. We're going to be landing in Doha on the 20th and I'll be heading to five games over at the World Cup, which is USA-Wales, France-Australia, Qatar-Senegal, Australia-Tunisia and Spain-Germany. And then I'll fly back wow. to Australia to do a watch-along. How good is that, Dan? And um, yeah, look, before we, we, we'll go into yourself, Q, in a second, but I do want to ask Dan a question. Yeah, it's right, very exciting, mate. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're We're already in Qatar. Q's already in Qatar, as you can see. But let's um, let's go back to yourself quickly, Dan. Um, so you're going to Qatar. It's going to be a phenomenal experience for yourself. You're going to five games. Um, yeah. come on, which one are you looking forward to most? Is there one in particular you're like, this stands out? Um, or are you just, they're all on the same sort of level for you? Is there one that you're just like, I cannot wait to go to this? Or maybe the two Australia games are a bit special for you? Or which, which one would you say out, out of all five is the one that you're just like, I cannot wait for this? I think the uh, the first Australia game I'm really looking forward to, especially to see them play France, um, especially with the difficulties that France are having. Look, you never know. It's going to be magic of a cup, kind of. Yeah. I'm not expecting... Um, Australia to take points from France, but if they do, mate, trust me, I'll be I'll be off my seat. Um, I do know also the uh, team photographer for the Socceroos, Alex Kostinowski, good friend of mine, Melbourne City photographer too. 
And uh, if I can, and if the Socceroos do win, mate, I'll, I'll try and get on the pitch. No, nah, look, I don't, want, <laughs> I don't want to say that much. But it would be it would be super exciting. And also to be there, to be, I suppose, uh, present when something like that happens, you know, it would be ridiculous. Um, so obviously the France-Australia game. And then, look, USA-Wales, I'm really looking forward to seeing, like like we were saying before, uh, Weston Kinney, Pulisic, um, Gareth Bale, Aaron Ramsey, um, mate, I'm missing out names here, but I'm just trying to go quickly. Qatar, Senegal, some bad news today. Sadio Mane, done. He's out, which, which I find is strange because it was like a week ago he had this injury scare, and then they're saying he's all right, he's training, and now today they've announced that he's just he's not going to play. So obviously it's too bad, and they're going to have to bring in a replacement. Um, but look, I think each each of the games will hold something special. The one other that I'm really looking forward to, other than uh, France, Australia will be Spain and Germany. Just the yeah. amount of quality on display, the players from Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, like it's just, it's going to be incredible. There's some just absolute world beaters on the field. So yeah, it's, it's going to be super exciting. Uh, this is my first FIFA World Cup uh, going in, in attendance, 36, wow. and I, I finally managed to make one. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a childhood dream, really. You know, I mean, look, everyone dreams of like playing in the World Cup. You have those like moments, like, kicking around in your back garden when you're like ten and 12, 14 years old. Um, but then, yeah, to attend one also as a fan and see the fan fest and what goes on outside the stadiums, as well as being in the stadium for the matches, I think it's just going to be such a surreal experience. That's nah, absolutely amazing. And look, we are all buzzing for you. I'm sure everyone who views the pod is buzzing for you. You're going to some amazing games. I can't wait to hear all about it. And I, my one of my uh, things for you is I want you to try and scout as many F, what, no, sorry, not FP, or FPL assets for the Premier League when the Premier League comes back, but as many World Cup fantasy assets as you can. And you can plug it back to us um, for the podcast and obviously you're going to be bringing some uh, some content back to the podcast with some videos and stuff as well so buzzing to hear all about your experience um but absolutely great stuff there from at d10 football uh quinton we'll go to yourself obviously you're already in qatar by the looks of it so um yeah how you going mate and obviously you're in the uh you're in the green and gold tonight so feeling a bit confident about australia and looking forward to hearing about all your fantasy picks and i'm sure you've tripled up on the uh, on the aussies but yeah how you going q yeah, no, definitely. I'm uh, here en route to the French game. I think we've got a good chance. Um, can't wait to see uh, old Harry at the back there wrap up Mbappe and neutralise all of his weapons. So, yeah, excited to get the, the World Cup up and running. And, yeah, as you said, um, I should have some decent picks for everyone to follow. No, good stuff, Q. Good stuff. And um, obviously, still confident in, in the Socceroos, which is good to see. Um, as I think they might need what a all choice the confidence word. they can get. What a choice <laughs> <Yeah. word>. Neutralize. Neutralise. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's it, mate. Got to bring out the big words for the big tournament, mate. I'll tell you oh, what, really. if the Socceroos can, if they can somehow neutralise Mbappe, then there's a real chance. There's a real chance. Because, oh, look, there's creative players all over the park. You know, Then you're going to try and worry about Griezmann or Giroud or, you know... Uh, uh, Griezmann only plays 22 minutes, mate, so we should be all right. <laughs> That's all we need, man. That's all we need. <laughs> let's be honest. No, brilliant. All right, let's bring up a couple of comments, and then what I'm going to do is share screen and just go through the rules and the boosts, which are effectively like the FPL chips. So there's a couple of really good ones to go through. Um, but first of all, just FPL Rue 
has uh, come into the stream up the ruse and then up the ruse is good at that and then james gadsden awesome dan enjoy it coming home mate hello lads so james is a confident england fan out there in fbro just saying nice one geese tell harry football's coming home but i'm not so <laughs> there you go no absolutely worry. brilliant from fbro all right so i'm just going to share the screen i just want to quickly before we go through the fixtures so tonight we're going to go through some fixtures differentials captains and then live q a so get all of your world cup fantasy questions into the comments for the q a at the end i just want to quickly uh, share the screen because i just want to go through a couple of these booster chips which um are actually really really interesting um in this year's fantasy league so um as you can see you can go to the uh, the fifa website um fifa fantasy or you can download the fifa plus uh, app and you can go on there register and start picking your team you've got 100 million pounds budget consisting of 15 players all the usual formations in there um and here you go in the group stage you can get three players per nation round of 16 four players quarterfinals five semi-finals six and the final eight players per nation uh, so obviously those players per nation increases as you go through the tournament and there's obviously less teams very similar to euro fantasy um if you played that um or uefa champions league fantasy if you are playing that this season so very very similar um captains similar to the uefa champions league fantasy you can change it each night um which is a really really good but you can't change it back um so if you pick someone on night one he scores a hat trick and then for whatever reason you change that captain on night two you can't revert back um if the player gets sent off i believe as well and he's your captain you can't change him so that's a really interesting one i do remember in euro 2008 one of my friends captain schweinsteiger and he got sent off for germany and they weren't able to reverse the captain so be very careful with that one um substitutions similar to the, the champions league fantasy well substitutions you can got to have a strong bench because you can bring players on during the tournament but again similar type of thing you can't bring them back into your lineup once you've taken someone out so make sure you've got a strong bench for the substitutions and then this is where it gets really interesting um there is some boosters so we've got the wild card um so these are the chips like the fbl chips you've got the wild card unlimited transfers cannot be used on the first match um, or for the round of 16, because you get unlimited transfers, obviously, for both of those rounds. Me, personally, I'd recommend to use this one in either match week two or match week three. Um, then you've got two other chips, the 12th man and the power captain. Um, so I'm going to throw this one to yourselves in a second down in queue, just to get your thoughts on it. So we've got a 12th man chip, and basically, this, this is a brilliant chip. And what this basically means, and you can use this from match day one as well if you want, so it basically means you get a 12th man from any country you like, any price budget and any position. So you click the boost, you click the 12th man chip. Once you pick it and once you click this boost, you can't change it back. So pick it wisely. So you could look at it and think, all right, I've got Messi, Ronaldo and Neymar up front, but I really want to put in Mbappe. What do I do? 12th man, bang, he's in there. Or you could look at your midfield and think, I'm priced out of Kevin De Bruyne. I really want him in. Bang, 12th man. You can bring him into your team. I think this chip, or booster, they call it a booster. I think this booster is just phenomenal. I think it's such a good addition to the game. Um, for me personally, I think round one um, or round two could be the best in terms of fixtures to use it. But um, I'll throw it out there to yourself. I'll start with you first, Dan. 
what do you think of this this chip? I've never seen a chip like this. I've played World Cup fantasy, Euro fantasy before, Champions League fantasy, and I've never seen a twelfth man. I I think it's brilliant. But yeah, what what do you think on this one? You know, it's it's cool. And like, and you were saying that like you can use it in game week one. If you use it game week one, can you use it game week two? Once you use it, it's gone. So it's just one booster. So for the whole one, tournament. For the whole tournament, so you, you, you can use it at any moment. Another way is if you if you keep it to the final. Yeah, I was um, going to say, I would probably keep mine to the final. I would probably keep mine because most people are going to have eleven on the field. You'll have twelve. Yeah. So I would keep it's, mine to the final because then you you'll get more of an idea as well. The only other time I'll probably use it is Mbappe against Tunisia. But yeah, that's a good point. I think good. if yeah, it's good. It's good in a fixture like that where you think there's an easier fixture. Yeah, um, or you, think you can then bring in. Sure. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And um, it's obviously good as well. Say, easy fixture. Say, like, you obviously love Brazil, Dan, and there's a good fixture for Brazil. They're on form. It's, you know, round of 16, and they end up getting a good, you know, a good draw. Uh, and you've tripled up in Brazil. You can use the 12th man for a fourth Brazil player. Oh, really? Yeah, so it gives you that option. Um, so it's an interesting chip. Uh, Q, what do you think on the on the 12th man? Yeah, no, I think it's... Um... It's interesting because we've been used to the same old chips in FPL and now we're finally getting to use some different ones. So I like it. And, yeah, that's a good idea for Brazil if you're wanting to bring in sort of that 12th man for Brazil if you like the fixture. No, good stuff. All right, so we'll go on to the, uh, the next uh, booster, which is one I think, again, is a really powerful chip. Um, almost, I guess, you get the triple captain in Fancy Premier League, which triples the score of a captain. But this one's called the power captain. So basically, you will play this chip or boost, and then whoever has the highest score in your team will then become your captain. So it doesn't matter what position they are. It could be your keeper. It could be your defender. Um, they will then uh, become your captain. Look, you can't use more than one of these boosters at once. So you can't wild card. You can't power captain. You can't 12th man. That would just be ridiculous. But yeah, power captain. So Dan, what do you think on that one? Yeah, I think that's cool. I think that's something different because if you think about it, and even if we look at FPL, how many times have you just made like oh, your vice has done better than your actual captain and you lose those points, etc. Uh, or there's points on the bench. You know, it, I, th I think it kind of like uh, takes, it obviously takes that away from the game and then it gives you an opportunity to get those points back, you know, which is cool. And I think for something like this as well, it's only like seven games. It, it's probably, it, it's much better because you don't have the like extra what 31 to catch up <laughs> yeah no i agree i think it's i think it's awesome q what do you think on the power captain you think it's a good addition yeah no definitely like dan said there's times where you think you've now the captaincy pick and the next minute your defender you know gets a goal and he scored like 16 points and you kind of wish that you um had went with someone else so you're pretty much mm. safe from that now and pretty much the best scoring player will get the captaincy which i like no i agree and i think this one is again something you can probably utilize um, in the group stages when there is some easier fixtures potentially. Um, and then here we go with the transfers. So you get unlimited transfers pre-tournament, two transfers before match day two. So you get two transfers, similar to Champions League fantasy, two transfers before match day three, unlimited in the round of 16. And then you get four transfers in the quarterfinals, five in the semis and six before the finals. Uh, and let's just quickly go through to some of the scoring because this is some of the really interesting parts um there's some more rules here um there's also the lockout um so it's a rolling lockout like the champions league but just a quick one on the scoring system um all players will get one point 
uh, for 60 minutes or more. Same as the fancy Premier League. Three uh, for an assist, minus one for a yellow, minus two for a red, minus two for an own goal. Um, like UA for Champions League, plus two for winning a penalty, and you get minus one for conceding a penalty. So you're getting penalised uh, for conceding a penalty, but you do get points for winning a penalty, which I think is absolutely brilliant. That's something FPL should bring in. Um, goalkeepers, five points for a clean sheet. Um, so that's even more than FPL. That's one point, one point more. Um there's three points for a penalty save, nine points for a goal, um, three uh, saves, you get one point. Defenders, um, this is where it's really interesting, seven points for a goal scored. In FPL, you get six points. So goal-scoring defenders, Dan, this is this is what you need. You need goal-scoring defenders in your team. So you're going to load your team up on, on wing-backs or big centre-backs like, you know, I don't know, Harry Maguire maybe? Yeah. <laughs> My my three. If we're are we naming teams at the moment? Can I? Can I nah, look? nah, not yet. But if you want to, if you want to name, uh, if you want to name uh, a goal scoring defender that you, you've got your eyes on, then um, yeah, feel free to. Well, Alfonso Davies, Cancelo. Yeah, big call, Cancelo as well. Um, mm. And then we'll go into the uh, midfielders, um, and as you can see there, clean sheet point, uh, goal scored, uh, five points. Every key pass, one point, and every three tackles, one point. Quinton, what do you think on um, the every three tackles, similar to the ball recoveries in, in the UEFA Champions League? And obviously, two key passes, you get one point. So, yeah, what do you think on that scoring system? It's it's actually brings the defensive midfielders into, into play mm. because usually in FPL, you don't really worry about them too much because they're not sort of sitting that high in attack. But now you're going to get the work rate, say like a Benton Kerr um, makes lots of tackles, makes lots of passes. So it brings them into the game, which makes it interesting because now you can kind of look at these options. No, I agree. Um, it's a really good addition. And the every two cut, two key passes are really good, especially for players like Luka Modric, uh, who don't score huge amounts of goals, but they obviously pull the strings in midfield and um, every two key passes, he's getting a point. He could come up a game with six, seven, eight key, key passes and you're going to end up with plenty of points. And then forwards, uh, five points for a goal, so not four. And then every two shots on target, they're getting a point. So you want to be getting a player that just shoots on site up front. Um, so some really, really interesting stuff there. Um, and also mini leagues, as you can see, I do have a FPL Matt Day mini league. The code is at the bottom of the screen. So uh, just wait for that to come up on the ticker and you can join that league at any time. I'll be in there. D10 football's in there and so is Quinton. So come and join the league. Um, PSB makes a very good point. Nothing for ball recoveries for defenders. I thought there would be. Yeah, you know what? With him, with with that point, and he makes does make a good point, I feel like the every three tackles... Okay. Is, is the the recovery? FIFA, yeah, it's the FIFA World Cup way of saying right. This is ball recoveries in a way. Um, so I think yeah, it's very yeah. similar in what they're trying to do. But um, yeah, very good point from uh, from PSB, and I think they're just using a different terminology there. But that's the rules. I hope that all made sense. Um, I think there's some really good additions and some good boosts. Um, so what I'll do next, I'm going to share the screen to go through some fixtures in a second. But I am just going to quickly bring up some comments that have come in whilst I went on about all of those rules. So let's bring up some comments that come in. So PSB just said, hi, lads. Great to see Dan after a very long time. Um, not going to lie. Uh, it's going to be the dark horses. I think he means Netherlands, sorry. 
uh, is going to be the dark horses can go as far as the semi-finals. I know Q, you uh, you know you'd probably agree with that. You seem to have some good um, yeah good thoughts on the Netherlands. Yeah, no, definitely. I um I think they're going to coast through the group. Uh, no disrespect for the other sides, but I think they're going to have a good group stage, and I think they actually have a decent run nearly up to the semi. So I don't think they're going to have to play a too hard of a team or any of sort of the big hitters and favourites for the tournament till about the semi-final stage almost. So I think that they can get a nice run through, and hopefully by the time they do face these sort of top sides. I'm hoping they've hit their straps and can, you know, have a decent go of it. Now, it's an interesting one. I think since we did the preview uh, podcast the other night for the World Cup, I've actually started to slowly change my mind on the Netherlands a bit. And some of it is just because I feel with Louis van Gaal, he's an experienced coach. I used to like him uh, years ago, I think when he was back at Barca a long time ago, and kind of not really enjoyed his football as much in the last seven or eight years. But I do think uh, he could be key was experienced potentially and um you know with the netherlands and they could go a bit further than i initially thought and um, psb has just come in and said q are you going to make mbappe your 12th man versus australia maybe benzema mate could be all benzema <laughs> or the or the good looking Giroud. <laughs> he might I do it so then he can uh, feel benzema may be injured huh? benzema may be injured no oh that means Giroud could be a good pick because yeah. Giroud should start up top Giroud le dude Giroud, no goals in the last, uh, sorry, yeah, no goals or shots on target in the 2018 World Cup, but ended up with a winner's, winner's medal because he didn't need it, as Dan has just said. Um, I, I love Giroud. Oh, brilliant player and um, loves important goals. But I did hear about Benzema. He's actually come out and said he's okay. He did have some muscle tightness, no major injury, but they're still not sure if he will start in uh, the first game. Uh, Football Ferris yeah. has come in with a Vamos, and he's also said, uh, Vamos, Amigo, Tarimi hat-trick against England. So he's confident about Iran. <laughs> Get Tarimi in your fantasy team. That's a great comment. That's a great comment. That's a great Imagine, comment. imagine Iran, 3-2. Wait, 4-2. Harry Maguire own goal as well. Gee. <laughs> uh, be, it'll be unbelievable. Um, <laughs> Football Ferreira has the uh, some great opinions. Go check him out on YouTube. The name's yeah. there, Football Ferreira. Awesome stuff, mate. Thanks for tuning in. And PSB just said, hi, mate. I do times use a wild card. We'll go through that on the uh, uh, Q&A at the end. Um, and then Football Fair with the Vamos, Vamos as well. I want, to know because I want to know about the wild card as well, mate, because I'm probably going to use it when you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to play these tournament ones, you know. I've, I've not really done tournament fantasy in a while. So. I will stay, everyone stay tuned on the pod and I will uh, go through that question later on in the podcast and make sure you get all your questions in for the World Cup fantasy. And if you are just tuning in now as well, just give the video a like, give the channel a subscribe and go and check out at D10Football on Instagram and Twitter uh, and Quinton at FPL Amateurs of Oz on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, and go check them both out. Uh, let's go through some fixtures now. So this is match week one fixtures. Uh, so what we're going to do now is we're each going to pick one player from the game uh, that we think from each match that we think is a really good asset to have um, in the World Cup fantasy. Um, and then we'll do a quick score prediction. So we're just going to quickly run through each fixture um, and give one player each. So we're going to start off with the opening game, the hosts Qatar uh, play against the South Americans, Ecuador. Um, it looks like it's just me and Dan in the pod for now. Q has uh, had to leave. Uh, oh, he's come back now. Let's quickly bring him back in. He's back in the stream. 
here he is. So Q is back. There's Quinton. So he's back in. So we're all going to go through one player and a quick score prediction. So I'll start with Qatar versus Ecuador. Um, I have seen a big rumour around on Twitter saying that Qatar are winning the game 1-0 because they've paid Ecuador <laughs> for the result, which I don't believe. I'm going to back this game to be 1-1. Um, I think the hosts will score and Ecuador will also score. And I did uh, do a little bit of research on this fixture and on Qatar. Um, and they've got a player, Alamoez Ali, Sudanese-born player. So Qatar do have a lot of players born from different nations. Um, so they have a bit of... A bit of a mix in there, lots of different flair. So Ali is in there. He's a pen taker and their star player, um, from what I hear. He's supposed to be the the sort of main go-to pick for Qatar. So I'm going to put him as my pick because I think they will score in front of their home fans. Um, and I think the game will be 1-1. Dan, who is your player and what is your pick? Uh, one player from this game. I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring affair. Um um, look, I'm going to tip Qatar for this one as well. Um, not that I know too much about their players or about their team, but I just think with it being the first match, with it being in their backyard, with obviously there's going to be the opening ceremony, and then there's just going to be so much hype around this game that I think Qatar are going to get up and uh, get the result over Ecuador. Um, I can't choose a player. I'm very sorry. Uh, I don't like. I wouldn't. I would not like to choose a player, um, but I think Qatar. I'm going to say. I'm actually going to say one nil. So it's got one nil to Qatar. I know this no player. The, I know this is the big rumor, but yeah, I don't believe that either. I don't believe that. <laughs> Dan's got lot. some inside info. He's heading to Qatar. He's got inside info. <laughs> He's back. There's in a the lot of now. information, mate. There's a lot of information flying around on on, uh, on the internet about the, the Qatar and this World Cup. But I think that is, uh, yeah, the least of people's worries. Um, but no, I see Qatar winning one nil. No, good stuff there from Dan. Not a player that he's too keen on. Um, but we'll go to Q. Who's your player, and what's your score prediction? So I think it's going to be two all, and I'm picking a, a Mikel Estrada, top scorer for their qualifying campaign. They're at five point zero million, so a nice little cheap option there up top. I think he's going to score a goal this week. He's in good form, so. That's just for pick. the viewers, Q, and assuming he plays for Ecuador? Ah, uh, yes, sorry, yes. Yeah. Okay, all right, well, Q's gone with an Ecuadorian superstar striker. Uh, Dan didn't know who to pick, he wasn't too sure if there was Antonio, anyone he could recommend. Antonio Valencia is playing for Ecuador in this World Cup. Still? And, and Valencia as well. Yeah, Valencia. Antonio Valencia is back. What, he's in their lineup? No so way, that's they're... insane. Yeah, that's insane. I, said, I, thought he, I thought he'd retired. I wasn't sure. I didn't. I've not wow. seen him anywhere for a while. So yeah, nice. Wow, that's hey, huge. Actually, look, a, a little bit of because uh, I've been watching some Tifo during the week. And do you remember Ailton from Calves that played for I think it was Werder Bremen? Striker. Yes. Yeah. Back in the like two thousand and hmm. two thousand two, two thousand three, something like that. Ailton. He wasn't chosen for Brazil, but apparently was like an unbelievable talent. And then he himself and two other Brazilian players were bought by the Qatari FA and said, hey, come and play for Qatar. Then I've heard he, about this. This is good. You've heard about this, yeah? I've heard about this. I saw this the other day. Yeah, and he, they went and announced it, and then it never, obviously it never went through. Like uh, FIFA kicked up a stink because it started to create a transfer market between nations. 
but it would have been cool. Imagine seeing Alton Young Calvin this World Cup. Um, it have been about I'll, 40 correct, I'll correct you, Dan. It's Anna Valencia, not Antonio Valencia. Oh, really? Different Valencia. Yeah. It's, his, it's his son. And a, a little fact check for the people that don't know a lot about Ecuador. You've got, uh, is it Estepen from Brighton? And you have yeah, Cecilio, uh, the midfielder from Brighton as well, both play Mate, for Ecuador. Ecuador qualified fourth in the South American uh, Conmebol. That is that's huge. not bad. Yeah, exactly. That, that's not bad. And also going to Casado as well, if you're looking at a cheap option in this World mm. Cup Fantasy League, he'd be very good for the tackles. Um, and the key passes, he's got good engine on him as well. So maybe someone to look out for as a cheap differential. I just want to go back onto Dan's story. I did see that story the other day, and it also opened up more stories because it was saying from that movement of them trying to do that with yeah. the Brazilian players, they've actually ended up now being able to build their team with, a, I think they might have a couple of Brazilian-born players in there. They've also got Sudanese-born. They've got various nationalities in there. They do have some naturalised Qatar players as well, which is good Around to see, time. but... Around this time, though, when they tried to do this with Ailton, Japan did it uh, with a, a couple of Brazilians as well. Japan yeah. Brazilians yeah. played for them. And uh, I think, oh, I know 100% in in, a, in futsal, the Russian futsal team, I think the starting five is Brazilian. So it happens. It happens all the time. It happens everywhere, you know. It's not ju- it's not a uh, one-off thing. But I think maybe because it was the first of its kind, um, or maybe it was just a lot of money they offered him. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's what probably uh, it turned it away with. So, yeah. It's a good story, though. Good story. Um, let's go on to England versus Iran. Obviously, probably the you know one of the one of the biggest games in uh, in the first round when it's when it, always when it's England. Um, you know, to play as the second fixture um, is absolutely huge. So um, look, I'm only back in one man for England. It's going to be the ma- the captain, the main man. Harry Kane, my golden boot pick. He's three goals away from England's record goal scorer. He is going to get that in this World Cup. He's going to get that record in this World Cup. I can just see it. And I would absolutely love it if he could do it in the first game with a hat-trick against Iran. I don't think he will. Southgate's England are are quite a low-scoring side, but I do think he scores. He got two goals on the opening game of the 2018 World Cup against Tunisia. Um, Mm. I think he scores in this game. He's the pick. He's in my fantasy team. He's staying in my fantasy team throughout as long as England are in the tournament. Who is the record holder? Is it Jeff Hurst or is it Gary Lineker? Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. It's Wayne all. Rooney. He, he surpassed Gary Lineker um, by, I think it was a goal or two goals extra. And then now Harry Kane's three goals off Wayne Rooney. It's, it's incredible. Wow. Who did Wayne Rooney pl- um, play for again? Everton mainly. Oh. <laughs> Everton and Man United striker Wayne Rooney. There you go. Also played for DC United in the US. But look, um, Harry Kane has scored many more knockout World Cup goals than Wayne Rooney. But look, that's a whole other topic. I'm back in England to win this game 2 0. Um, look, as England always do in a lot of opening games, it can be a little bit nervy. But I'm back in 2 0. Harry Kane will score. Um, I won't talk about who I think might get the second if he doesn't get both because. I'm just picking one player pick, and it's Harry Kane. So England to win 2-0. Kane is my fantasy player pick for that game. Dan, I'll hand it over to you. Um, what are you thinking in this one? Um, football Ferreira. I'm very sorry, mate. I don't think there's a Jeremy <laughs> hat-trick. Um, I'm going to go 2-0 England, but the player pick, and I've got a really good feeling, a little bit like 
I know he's a little bit older, but a little bit like Michael Owen of 98, a little bit like Gazza in 90. I think this is going to be a Foden-tastic tournament. I think Foden's the guy to go with uh, just because he's going to play either in that wide position or in that 10 role, and he's just so creative, so creative. I don't think he's going to get more goals than Harry Kane, but he's definitely going to create a lot for Harry Kane. That's, oh, just, that's good. It's that's just good. what I believe. So I think, yeah, 2 0 England. No, no, I love that. And I, I think it's it's going to be very good to see Phil Foden and Kane together in this World Cup. Um, just before we go to UQ, I'm just going to bring up a couple of comments onto the ball. Uh, big England fan with come on England. Uh, the goal difference, Ecuador quietly has a good form leading up to the mm. World Cup. So that's sure. a very good comment. And it's good to take note of that for World Cup fantasy. Um, obviously, with that game against Qatar. And then James. Gaston's come in and said, also Super Derby County. He's not wrong. Um, Rooney, what a player when he burst onto the scene. And it was Euro 2004. And if it, it was. wasn't for his broken metatarsal, England, I, to this, I, I think they would have won, won it. it. Yeah. Would have won 100%. it. He 100%. was ridiculous in those total 90 boots. But let's go to Quinton, FPL Anchors of Oz. Um, England's his second team. So let's see who he thinks is England's uh, best pick and what he thinks the score is going to be. Um, I'll just correct you, mate. Uh, England is not my second team, but um, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. But um, I'm glad you picked Foden, Dan, because he was second on my list. And the person on my list for this game is the one and only Kieran Trippier. I knew it was going to be him. I knew it was going to be Trippier. Mate, I knew it. <laughs> he he finally has the chance to just dominate the world stage after dominating the Premier League for the first half of the season. So I think England going to win this 2-0. I can see Trippier getting an assist for a Harry Kane header. And I think that he's just going to have an absolute day out. And I think Iran, they are a bit better defensively. Um, it will be a tight game, but up top, I just don't think they have enough that's going to trouble the defensive line from England. No, good stuff, Kuhn. I will say about Trippier, I've already looked in the World Cup fantasy game and he's pretty highly owned already. He's got the experience of the 2018 World Cup um, behind him, the experience of the Euros behind him, and you've got an England defence that conceded I think it was only two goals in Euro 2021 and they weren't even from open play. One was from a free kick against Denmark. One was from a corner against Italy. Um, and I don't believe there was, a, there may have been another goal conceded, but very tight under Gareth Southgate, a lot of two nils, one nils, nil nils. So I love the Trippier shout. One thing I might say that could be different to him at Newcastle and saying that he has done this at Newcastle, but England might shift him to left-back sometimes. But he has done that for Newcastle this season as well. Um, he's obviously on the set pieces. He'll be really good for the key passes. Yeah, he could be a captain shout in this game. But he, Dan, Dan? Do you think he starts, Kieran Trippier? Because yeah, has to start. He has 100%. to start. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Reese James coming off an injury. Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's been pants. If he doesn't start, it's a travesty. Been pants. There you go. Well, Quentin, uh, look, I, I think he starts. What I will say, I actually have a feeling Trippier might go to the left. Trent Alexander-Arnold will start the first game on the right, and I can't see Luke Shaw getting the game because I don't think the fitness is there. Did they end up um, taking Kyle Walker? Did they take Kyle Walker? They took him, but I don't think he's ready for the first game. I, they may bring him on to get some some in the legs, okay. but I don't think he's ready. And I've, me personally, I've never been a big believer of bringing players to a World Cup that aren't match fit because we've seen it with... Um, Michael Owen in 2006, David Beckham mm. in 2002. Um, there's been plenty of other instances. It doesn't work. Um, you know, they just 
yeah, this just doesn't. If you start them anyway, like maybe for in and around the squad, but yeah, I'm I'm not so sure what they'll do with Kyle Walker. But Trippier will start, in my opinion, and I do absolutely love that pick. Um, let's go on to the next game: Senegal versus uh, Netherlands. Um, this one I'm going to back Depay. Memphis Depay is my pick for the Netherlands. Um, I think there's a few rumours that he might be injured. I don't know if that's actually true. Yeah, I'm not sure I if either of you know. There's a, there's a good chance he's going to miss the first game. Okay, from I'm what I've back, heard. Bergvine will be my next choice then. So, um, obviously, plays for Ajax. Really good goal-scoring record for, for the Netherlands. Um, so, I'm going to back Bergvine. He's a midfielder in this game. I think Netherlands will win this. Uh, Senegal, strong side. Um, no Mane. Um, so, I'll back Netherlands to win this one uh, by two goals to nil. And I'm back in Bergvine as the key man. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on uh, on this fixture? Netherlands-Senegal. Yeah, I think Netherlands are going to win this, especially now with the Sadio Mane out. Um, play to watch. Hey, you know what? I hope he comes on. Shabby Seaman. Oh, he's not, yeah. he's not a fantasy pick. <laughs> I really hope he comes on. Shabby Seaman. Mm. Would, would, would be yeah. amazing. And this is a type of game where he may. You know, right? Like they might give him twenty minutes. He might get fifteen minutes. For me, that's what the World Cup is. Uh, you know, it's about those types of things. So yeah, Javi Siemens and Netherlands to win. I'll say uh, against Senegal, three nil. Wow, big score from Dan, and yeah, I love the player. I love it because he's someone that people have been following on social media since his Barcelona youth days. He's now on the big stage in Qatar. Uh, Quentin, you've got a lot of compliments for the Netherlands. So um, what are you thinking score-wise and, and who's your pick? I'm going to say a 3-1 win to Netherlands and Cody Gapko is going to have a breakout game against Senegal. I, he's up until the World Cup. He scored nine goals, 12 assists to PSV this season. He's in red-hot form and he's actually been in red-hot form for Netherlands as well. So I think he's going to be a massive pick. And he's only seven point. Zero, so a nice price there for a striker up top. Yeah, good stuff, and it's a really interesting pick. Obviously, on fire this season, uh, producing the goods. Good price as well in this game as well. I think he's in the seven and a half million range from the top of my head. Um, let's go to USA versus Wales. This is a game that at D10 Football will actually be at. So he's going to be able to report back to us with all of his World Cup fantasy thoughts following this game. So USA v Wales, I think the US will win this game. Two goals to one. I think it will be a close game. Um, my pick is Jesus Ferreira from the USA. He's a Colombian-born striker who plays in the MLS. He's been on fire for the US. He scored seven goals in his last 15 games, or his 15 caps that he's had, set to lead the line for the US. I think he's a really good pick for this. Under the radar, differential, whatever you want to call him. 2-1 to the US. Dan, what are your thoughts on this one? And who's your player? I'm going 1-0 Wales and Gareth Bale. <laughs> Gareth Wales, a.k.a. Gareth Bale, to go 1-0 to the Welsh. So great prediction there from Dan. Um, and it's great to see Bale at his first ever World Cup. Quinton, yeah. what are your thoughts? Scoreline and player? Uh, two all, and I'm going my man Harry Wilson back from his injury, looking good for Fulham. I think he's going to be really good this tournament, so I think he could be a great option there. And he's only six million as well. Uh, good stuff, and he takes all their free kicks, doesn't he? Yeah, well, him and Bale, Wilson's... him and Bale. <laughs> I was going to say Wilson's playing for uh, Wales, yeah. Mm. Yeah, 
Yeah, cracking set piece taker. It'll be interesting to see who takes them over him and Bale, but you'd probably expect him to at least get the corners cue because, yeah, he's just so good, isn't he, from, from set pieces. I think Bale's. indirect, you'll be on indirect free kicks and I think you'll be on corners, whereas Bale, I think, will take the free kicks just outside the box. And um, I think Brennan Johnson might be on penalties as well. Okay, that's good to know because Wales obviously got a lot of set piece takers, pen takers. Um, I think Bale missed one in the Euros, so he may have lost his penalty duties when he missed one. Um, might have been in the third group game. Um, so that is USA versus Wales. Let's go to Argentina versus Saudi Arabia. Um, this is going to be, I think, Argentina, um, very well prepared for this tournament. I think they'll come out and win. They'll get the job done comfortably. I'm going to go with a 3-0 Argentina. And I'm only picking one man. It's going to be Messi. He is my pick. I think he's the man to have for this game. I think he's going to have a really good World Cup. And the reason I say this is because I feel like the pressure isn't on him as much as other World Cups. He's older. Um, you know, he hasn't been at Barca for a while now. And I just feel he's coming into this with a, a stronger Argentinian team, a um, bit more of a solid unit. So I'm going to back Messi as the player from this game. I wouldn't pick anyone else from Argent. Well, I'd pick other players from Argentina, but if I had to pick one, he's he's the main one I would pick. So 3-0 uh, Argentina and Messi is my pick. Dan, who is your one player to pick and, and what's your score? Messi. And uh, I could see this one being a five or a six. It's opening game of the World Cup. Argentina always, always, uh, I shouldn't say always, because in 1990, Cameroon beat them 1-0. But then they went on to reach the final. Uh, but Argentina always come to the tournament, uh, you know, uh, they hit the ground running, so to speak. And I think if we, uh, we actually, you and I were speaking just the other day about uh, Argentina back in 98 and their, I think their opening group match against uh, Jamaica and then the, the opening group match in 94 against Greece, Batistuta got a hat-trick in both. Mm. I think this could be a five or a six and it's going to be Lionel Messi. Good stuff there from Dan. And Argentina just, did just play in a friendly. They won 5 0. Uh, I think it was mm. against the United Arab Emirates. Uh, Martinez come out with a couple of goals. Messi did get a goal and also an assist, I think. So Argentina are ready to score goals and hopefully plenty of them. Q, who's your one player and your scoreline prediction? Get ready to splash some water on your face, Maddie. But I'm going off your Spurs man, um, <laughs> Christian Romero, in the wow. defense. I think he's a great option. I think. Um, We've seen wow. how good he ha has been for Spurs, and I think a 3-0 win straight up for Argentina. So you're going to get the clean sheet, and I reckon you might you know, get a couple of extra stuff around. I could see an assist or a goal. No, oh, big call. And look, he, uh, you know, he's obviously very good in an Argentina shirt. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does. And, yeah, good pick. I think he's about the 5.5 million five as well. I think. Yeah, which is yeah. good because it's, you know, premium in this game is around 6 mil. So you can save yourself 0.5 by going to someone like Romero. And it is a good fixture for Argentina. Uh, just before we move on to the Denmark-Tunisia game, um, if you are tuning in, if you can please just get any questions in regarding World Cup fantasy into the comments, give the video a like and the channel a subscribe if you haven't done already. I can see a few people have just joined the stream. So if you want to get any questions in, we're happy to help when we do the Q&A at the end. But for now, we're just going to review the rest of the fixtures. Let's go to Denmark v Tunisia. This is the group um, that Australia are in, actually. Um, mm. So Denmark versus Tunisia. I'm going to back Denmark to win this. I mentioned this on the preview podcast. Uh, Denmark with a solid team. I'm going to go 2-0. Um, and they've got Andreas Olsen, a young player. Um, a lot of people are picking this guy as their breakup player for the World Cup. He's a midfielder in fantasy. 
6 million as well. Seems to be scoring a few goals for Denmark as well in the Nations League um, and, and qualifiers that they've played in. So he's my pick and I'm going to go 2-0 Denmark. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I think Denmark easily. Denmark easily. Um, I actually think they will... Uh, it's, it's a tough one. Obviously, between Denmark and uh, France, but I believe Denmark are going to top the group. I think they're going to be the more informed side. I think also what they showed at the Euro, um, Damsgaard, uh, Kaya at the back. Kaya or Kisha at the back? Oh, Maya, um, Maya. Or Kaja, yeah, Kaja. Yeah, Kaja, yeah. yeah. The one yeah, who yeah. played for AC Milan. Mm. And, uh, and obviously, Christian Eriksen is back now. So I just think, you know, I see... Oh, and they've got... Um, Paulson up front. Um, yeah, they've got some just excellent players. And I Dolberg. Think all coming together at the right time for them. Um, do you have any more, Matt? Any more? Casper <laughs> 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 Schmeichel. That's a great one. Exactly. So, so, yeah, I, I'm saying uh, Denmark. I'll go with uh, 2 0. Not an easy game, but 2 0. And uh, yeah, Christian Eriksen, the man. Christian Eriksen, the pick. I love that. And obviously, the return of Eriksen after what happened in the Euros to see him at a World Cup is an absolutely brilliant story. Yeah, so, amazing. yeah, that's, that's unreal. Uh, Q, what's your scoreline and player prediction? I'm going 2-0, and I'm going to try to pronounce his name. Joachim Marley, is that how you say yeah, it? The defender? Marley? Yeah. Yeah, Marla. so he's my pick. I think um, Marla's going to get the clean sheet, and I could actually see him getting an attack and return, possibly an assist in this game. So, yeah, I'm back in Denmark to get off to a good start, which could be – I reckon it's going to be a tight fixture, but I think they're going to have enough to get the win. Now, good stuff. And Marla was brilliant in the Euro fantasy, so definitely want to keep an eye out as a defender in this game. What I will say, though, is they do play France in match week two. Um, so you want to obviously, if you're not planning on using your wild card in match week two, you probably want to keep an eye on those fixtures and try and build a squad for the first two game weeks. But certainly a good start for him. Uh, Mexico-Poland is our next one. Um, Mexicans are always quite uh, consistent at getting to the quarterfinals um, and getting out of the group, but no further than the quarterfinals for the most part. Um, play against a Poland side. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go Ledwinowski, I think, from this one. Um, I had a look through the Mexican side. Some good players. Um, Poland have got some pretty good players as well, but I just couldn't really pick amongst it. So I'm happy just to go with the tried and tested Ledwinowski. Um, and I'll back this one to be a 1-1 draw to start with. So, Dan, what are your thoughts on this? I think what well, yeah one one's a pretty good pick. I was going to say two two. I think this could go uh, one of those World Cup classics, but I'm going to say I think it's Andreas Guardado from uh, I think Guardado from Mexico is going to be the player. He's going to be the pick of this game. Okay, good to hear. And I love those classics as well. Those World Cup classics. You get them obviously every World Cup. These random games that just end up being phenomenal. Uh, and Dan thinks Mexico Poland could be one of them, so that would be absolutely brilliant if it was. Uh, and I'd like to repronounce the name that he gave, but I can't. So hats off to Dan. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, what position does he play? Guardado. Let me like Guardado. Let me. Ah, let me Guardado. Go. Okay, midfielder. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. The, um, Here we go. And it is Andres Guardado, and he still plays for Real Betis. Yes. There we go. So I there we think, go. So midfield enabler. Yeah. Big enabler. So big stuff there from Dan. Good call. And uh, 
thinks it could be potential for a FIFA classic. Q, what are your thoughts on this one? I'm going to follow the same route as Dan. I'm going to say two all in a, what we call a World Cup classic game, and I'm going to go with my boy from Napoli, Zelinski. I think he's going to be a great oh, pick, yeah. and he's only six and a half. So I think that is a great price point for what we've seen him do in uh, Champions League fantasy and what he's done for Napoli this season. I think he could be a nice pick, and I could see him getting an assist for a Lewandowski goal. So, And he does do a lot of key passes as well, so there's a lot of upside. That's a cheeky pick there. I like that. Uh, I completely forgot about Zelensky for a second and obviously how good he's done for Napoli. And the fact that you get the key passes in this tournament, that is, um, yeah, that's a very, very interesting pick. So, yeah, looking forward he's to currently that. currently in my side as we speak. There we go. So Q's gone with him. I, I do like that pick. Um, and I am looking for a midfielder at the moment. So I might need to keep my eyes on uh, Zelensky from Poland. Uh, let's go on to uh, France versus Australia. Um, I should be moving down here, sorry, with the uh, fixtures on the screen. So I apologise for that. We've got France versus Australia. Um, there will be no bias from uh, myself, Dan and Q, so don't worry, um, especially Q. He doesn't uh, definitely isn't biased towards the Aussies. Um, I'm going to back the French to win this game. Um, I actually do think they might concede. I think Australia might grab a goal. They always seem to find a way to scrap it to 1-1 and then they end up you know, kind of conceding a soft goal maybe towards the end or a couple of soft goals. So I'm going to back 3-1 to France. Um, and the man I'm going to back is Griezmann. Um, just always brilliant in a French shirt. Brilliant in tournaments. Always good for fantasy games. Uh, so Anton Griezmann, um, for me, obviously, if he, if he starts, I think he should start. Starts in most tournaments. He's my pick. I just love him in, in tournaments for France. So 3-1 to the French. Uh, sorry to uh, disappoint you, Q. Um, but let's go to uh, let's go to Dan first. Let me hear your thoughts on the game um, that you'll be attending this one. So you you'll again be, be able to pick and let us know about all the all the World Cup fantasy players. So um, yeah, what are your thoughts on this one? It's going to be an unbelievable one to watch. Um, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I actually can't believe I pinched myself a bit. Um, but I think, and I'm going to go with my heart here. And I'm probably going to be really astronomically wrong. And I'm, that's, I'm, I'm happy to be. But I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Wow. And I'm going to say... I'm going to say... happy. The, the pick... 1-1. One, <laughs> one, one, and the pick for this game... Let's go with... Craig Goodwin. Craig Goodwin. Do you want to just... Uh, let the viewers know who Craig Goodwin is for those that don't know who he is. Craig Goodwin is the highest point scoring player in the <laughs> A League's Keep It Up Fantasy. Craig <laughs> 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 uh, Goodwin plays for Adelaide, he plays for Adelaide United and obviously Australia. He is a fantastic left winger, he's got a he's wonderful a left foot. He's an unbelievable, like he's actually he's a bit of a razzler as well. He's good, he's like uh, the bale of the A League. Yeah, and he has speed. So the Harlan um, of the A League made at the moment. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to just not um, as bulky. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Um, I do hope he starts. Uh, I would have gone with Aiden Pushtik, but I don't think Pushtik is going to be right in time for the matches. I just have this feeling. Um, the same with uh, Martin Boyle. So I'm going to go Craig Goodwin. One, no, one. I love that, and and I really rate Craig Goodwin as well. Um, I always remember reading an article about how Gareth Bale was a player that he used to base his game on. And I did hear Graham Arnold, well, 
might be going to a 3-5-2, which means Goodwin will be playing in the left wing-back position, um, which could be kind of Gareth Bale-esque from the early days of, of uh, Gareth Bale's career. So Craig Goodwin, I really like that pick there from Dan. Let's hope he's playing against Micron. Uh, those who know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I remember that Bell versus Micron. So, yeah, big stuff there from Dan. Good pick. Great player pick. Um, love that. Quinton, come on, let's get your let's get your let's get your pick here. I want to hear the score. I want to hear your player. Let's let it be an Australia player. Surely it's gonna be an Australia player from UQ. Mate, hey, after listening to Dan, then I'm gonna need a cold shower. But um <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna follow Dan. I'm gonna say one all. There's a little bit of hope in that because I do think that there's a good chance France will win this game, but I'm going another Australian player. So I really like Craig Goodwin. I'm hoping he does start. I have a feeling depending on what formation they go, he may not start. And I'm going to go with Matthew Leckie. I think Matthew Leckie is going to start. We've seen in the A-League this season, he gets a lot of key passes, creates a lot of chances, has has the speed to sort of get into those good positions. And I could see him um, either creating a goal or being, you know, being the goal scorer. I'd really like to go for Riley McGree, but it's really tough um, to work out who's actually going to start sort of out that top area with a lot of the injury clouds over sort of Heuristic and Martin Boyle. But I think Leckie will start. He can definitely play that sort of second striker role up up beside Duke, as I think Duke will start against France. So I think at 4.5, he's a nice little enabler to have in your squad up front because then they play Tunisia next. And, you know, that's probably a game that he could shine in as well. No, good stuff. And I like that. And just for the viewers, uh, Leckie currently plays for... Melbourne City. In, Melbourne City in the A-League. And he is a good player and he used to play in Germany. Yeah. So he played league. for Hoffenheim. Yeah, played for Hoffenheim for quite a few years. So, yeah. He, and he, good, he looked good last World Cup as well. So I'm hoping that um, he does start up top there because Leckie, you know, offers a, a bit of um, excitement. Uh, good stuff. So a couple of 1-1s. I've gone 3-1 to the French. Um, let's see what happens in that one. Let's go to Morocco Ooh. versus Croatia. Um, yeah, this is another one where I think, for me, you never know, maybe a potential banana skin for Croatia. You know, Morocco, you never know what they're going to serve up. But I will go I'll go 2-1 to Croatia. And I'm back in Perisic for Croatia. And I'll tell you why. Two reasons. One, again, you get players that, obviously, Perisic has had a great career. Uh, Bayern Munich and Inter Milan as well, obviously currently at Spurs. Um, has played to some really good clubs. But you get these players as well that are just tournament players, closer, Thomas Muller, um, you know, and they just they just come to tournaments and they're brilliant. And Perisic is one of them. We've seen it in Euro Fantasy League, prior World Cup Fantasy Leagues, how good Perisic is. And the best thing about Perisic in this Croatia team is set pieces and he plays in the front three. Um, so he plays on the left side of a front three. And a lot of people always amazed by that because he played as a fullback for Inter Milan. But what they don't realise with Perisic is historically he was always in a front three anyway. It was a left winger, right winger, yeah. can use both feet. So Perisic is the player for me. Um, I'd be looking at getting him into your sides. Good fixture. Okay, I think it's going to be tight at 2-1. Um, but that's why Perisic is a midfielder in this game. So you won't lose out on a clean sheet. He's not a defender like he is in FPL. So for me, Perisic... 2-1 to Croatia. I do also like Modric because of the key pass rule and points for that, but I'm back in Perisic and 2-1 for Croatia. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on this being part Croatian, I believe? Yes. Um, <laughs> being, being part Croatian, I'm going to say uh, a tight, 
tidy performance in their first group match. 1-0 to Croatia, and the pick is Modric. Very Modric, love that. Key very, passes, goals. Everything. Haircuts. Everything. Just <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Absolutely love Modric. What a player. Quinton, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, this is a tough game, actually, to pick because I think Morocco could maybe surprise a few people this World Cup. I'm going to go for 2-1 against uh, for Croatia. There's one player from Croatia I really like. I'm not 100% sure where he's going to start, but uh, his name is Misle Orsic. So okay. he's had a gr- great season so far, eight goals, five assists for Dynamo. But if I was to go Mifilda, a player, striker. Uh, striker. So you can striker, play striker, okay. but anywhere across the uh, across the three up top. But if, you know, I'm going to just say one more play because I'm not sure whether he's going to start, but I like Hakimi uh, from Morocco. Um, has looked really good for PSG this year. So I think this could be a tight game and, and he's shown in the um, – for PSG this season, he can score goals and get assists. So I think he could get an attack and return in this game. Just uh, just quickly, is Sufian Buffal, is he Moroccan? I think he is. Buffal? Because you're yeah, remember- the Southampton um, player. Yes, Southampton. I've, yeah. Yeah. I've got the squads up here for you want. I can fact check you. Yeah, just have a quick look. If 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 he's in the side, if he's in the side, he's a uh, he's a He's an absolute star, man. Like, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he can run with the yeah, ball. Very Do much like Riyad Mahrez. Very yeah, much very like most Mahrez. people run off the ball, don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is yeah, he, did when... you say he's a defender? <laughs> no. Midfielder. No, he's midfielder. midfielder. Yes, he is. He's he classed is? as a four, actually. Yeah, that's Always. fair. Yeah, for Angers in France. Yeah, he was brilliant. So when he played for Southampton, he scored a goal for them in the Premier League uh-huh. where Angers or Angers. <laughs> does that does that anger you, Dan? <laughs> oh mate, not at all. He's a cracking player. I remember the goal for Southampton <laughs> where he took the ball yeah. from pretty much his own half and yeah, it was phenomenal. And yeah, one to look out for then if he's a forward, um, you know, and, and Morocco, a couple of uh, unknown quantities in that squad. Um, let's go on to the next fixture. As you can see on the screen, Germany versus Japan. Um, I did I did back Germany to sort of be the team I think that might collapse in this uh, tournament a bit, but I'm, I might go 1-1 in this game as well. Um, I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, Japan will be well-disciplined as well. But I will back a German player. I'm going to back Havertz for this because his record for Germany is very strong. Again, another one of those players... Hasn't always turned it on at Chelsea, but for Germany, pops up with goals, gets goals, um, seems to be in the right places for them. So I'm picking Havertz as my pick from this game uh, and 1 1. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on this one? I think Germany, too organised um, for Japan, even, even though it's going to be a very good game. I could, I'm thinking maybe a 1 0. Um, and the player I'm going to pick is that. The champion of uh 2014 mario gotza yeah he's back in the squad isn't he big pick big will, pick will he start do you reckon i'm not sure um but Does i just he got to start <laughs> uh well, he's got to something you know <laughs> that's why he's there um yeah i just like the story and i think why would you take him otherwise um, there's no real reason to take him other than he's been playing well. 
and he also has the experience and he's won a World Cup before. So yeah, I think I think one nil and Mario Butter. Ah, big pick there from Dan. I like that one. Um, and he's back in Germany for the win. Quinton. Um, I'm gonna say one all. I'm gonna follow you as well, Matt. I think it's gonna be a tight game, and I'm gonna go with Kamada from Japan. You're gonna get this game out of him, then you're gonna get him against uh, Costa Rica in the second game. You know, seven goals, three assists, to 13 matches um, for Frankfurt. So I think he's in form. And Japan, I think, are going to create a few chances. And I'm hoping that he has his goal-scoring boots on. So 1-0 to Japan from Quinton. No, 1-0. Uh, oh, sorry, 1-1 one, 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 uh, Quinton's gone with. But he's gone with a Japanese pick for his, uh, for his fantasy pick there. Uh, let's go to Spain versus Costa Rica. Um, I want to ask as well, because I was... I wanted to confirm from this one. Is Ferran Torres, was he fit or was he injured for this World Cup? He's in. He's in? He made it in? Ferran is in, yeah. Let me just double He made check. it in. I, I'm I pretty actually... sure he made it in. Um, you just never know with a lot of the stuff that goes around on Twitter at the moment how true it is. Uh, let me just figure. Um, because I want, to, I want to back Spain to win this game. I think they're going to keep the ball... For the 90 minutes, Costa Rica won't touch it, and it's going to be 2 0 to Spain. Yeah, fair enough. Um, play come off the bench for Spain in their okay. uh, friendly game uh, yesterday or the day before, whatever it was. Okay, well, that's good to hear that Ferran Torres is fit and he's fine to play. And he's someone actually I'm going to note down. So I want to look at potentially putting him into my team. He's my pick 2 0 to Spain, and I think they'll have 95% possession and win this game by mm. two goals to nil. Dan, what are your thoughts on this one, and who is your player? Well, a little bit more exciting news for myself. I just received a, uh, the reason why I've been going black screen and mute is we just received a text message tonight that we're also going to Spain, Costa Rica. So six games. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, Some more fantasy league <laughs> scouting by Dan. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I don't know if I'll be doing too much scouting. People know a lot about Spain, but maybe there's some uh, going to be some Costa Ricans that, um, you know, that we need to see for either that third group match or if they do happen to get through it's a pretty tough group but i'm going mm. with spain uh, much like yourself i think it's gonna be 90 percent possession my pick though is the golden boy from 2021 which i believe was pedri uh key passes assists can score a goal mm. incredible on the ball pedri yeah he's just ridiculous that player he is so good so excited to see Pedro at this tournament. Um, yeah, really good pick. And it's good to see that we've got another game for Dan there. Um, yeah, what a cracker he is going to go to there. Um, a couple of Spanish-speaking Costa Rica, Spanish-speaking nation, I believe. So, yeah, yeah it'll be interesting game. That one, Q, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I think a 3-1 win for Spain. I'm going to go with, um, you might uh, correct me on this, Dan, Ansu Fati Fati. Ah, uh, Antifati. Yeah, you'd find. Yeah, it, it wasn't a uh, Castagni. You know, it wasn't one. Of those, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I think he's going to be good. Um, in a friendly game the other day, he ended up with four shots, two chances created. So, I think that he could be a player that could be involved in those key passes as well. And I might just jot down one player from Costa Rica. More of a probably just want to watch how excited he is. But his name is Jewishness Bennett. Plays for Sunderland. He's an 18-year-old wonder kid. He is phenomenal. So I want to see how he goes in this World Cup. And if he does get a start, it'll be interesting to see how he plays. Oh, I love that. A couple of really good picks there from yourself, Q. 
Um, and obviously, absolutely love Dan's Pedri pick in that Some game. Obvious ones from Dan. Love it. I'm sorry, I don't have any Jewishness penance <laughs> hanging around. I think that's it. I really hope that's his name. And um, I haven't just mispronounced it, but I'm pretty sure um, that's how you pronounce hey, it. We wouldn't know anyway. We wouldn't yeah. know. It's the first time I've heard of this guy, so you can call him whatever you like. <laughs> People I'll, are going to be um, looking through the World Cup app now to find him just because Q's picked him. Yeah, Jewison, gonna... Jewison Bennett. So my phone auto-corrected to Jewishness, so it's Jewison <laughs> Bennett. <laughs> Uh, 4.5 and what was your score prediction Q Uh, I'm going to say 3-1 to Espanol 3-1 so uh, all predicting Spain winning that one Uh, let's go to Belgium, Canada Um, I want to back Belgium in this one Um, obviously Canada are my dark horses for the tournament but I think this game is a bit of a stretch for them so Belgium to win and again I'm going to pick another tournament player who every tournament, World Cup Fantasy 2018 Euro fantasy last year. This guy just always pops up with goals, points. Um, yeah, he, he's just ridiculous in these fantasy games. It's Thomas Meunier, the uh, the fullback for Belgium. Um, yeah, he's just such a safe pick, I find, pick. in the fantasy league. He's someone, again, I'm going to have to look back and try and put him in my team um, if I can fit him in. But yeah, love him. So I'm going to back Belgium to win this one. I don't think it will be the easiest game, but I think they'll see it out at two goals to nil. So Dan, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, mate, I just went to look for the Belgian squad because I want to see if uh, what's the name is playing Dries Mertens. Belgium versus Canada. I think Canada are going to surprise some people. I'll be honest. I think Canada are really going to surprise some people. I think it, is it their first World Cup ever? Yeah, I think yeah. it is. First World Cup ever. I think Canada are going to surprise some people. It's not going to be easy for Belgium. I still think Belgium are going to win. Um, I might say 2-1 to Belgium, and because um, Canada's playing, I'm going to say the player to watch in this game is going to be Alfonso Davies. Nah, I love that, I, love that. I don't I don't think he's going to play left back. I reckon this guy's going to be like number 10, <laughs> just be running around free roll, doing whatever yeah. he likes, you know? Nah, so, yeah, I agree. Good pick. Good pick. And it, with Davies, defender on the game, so if he plays in his free roll and he scores seven yeah. points, bang. Well, it's a bit. he's a bit like Zinchenko. Like, mm. um, he can play because for the Whitecaps, I don't think he was a left back. I don't remember him being a left back for Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, and obviously, then he just went straight to Bayern Munich and he was playing uh, wing back. But with Zinchenko as well, who was obviously played for Ukraine, he plays as a 10 for them, but he played left back for Man City and, and also for Arsenal. He plays left back, I'm quite sure. Hmm. Um, no, so I think it's a similar case with Davies. No, good stuff. Love that pick there from Dan. Uh, Q? Um, as much as I want to say Castagne uh, from Belgium, I want to go with Thomas, uh, is it Munier? Munier, that's the one I picked. The Munier. Uh, yeah, so I like that option. <laughs> I like the Fonz from uh, Canada. I think it's going to be a nil or. So I think um, if you have the wow. Fonz or wow. any defensive assets from Belgium, you're going to be having a laugh because it's nil or double clean sheets all around. Perfect. Interesting. First nil-nil from all of the games predicted. Uh, and what I will say about the nil-nil and why it could potentially be a good pick is Lukaku, who obviously scores stacks of goals for Belgium in tournaments um, and for them, is injured for this game. Um, so they're talking about Batshuayi, uh, Batshuayi being the striker and like the differential and the enabler type of striker for Batman. Belgium. 
Yeah, so they're talking about putting him in for this game for your fancy teams or for the group games whilst Lukaku's not fit. Um, but at the same time, you know, Belgium aren't going to be able to, you know, feed, hit Lukaku, get, give Lukaku the chances. So, yeah, interesting pick there from Q, but I like it. I like to see, you know, a nil-nil thrown in there because there will be nil-nils, there will be draws. Um, Belgium you know, so. does start slow as well. Last World Cup, mm. I think, uh, what was their round one game? They It was like a one-all or a one-nil. It was, um, yeah, everyone was expecting goals and just didn't happen. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. It's always good to see uh, a nil-nil thrown in there somewhere. Um, let's go to Switzerland versus Cameroon. Um, interesting one. I don't know huge amounts about this Cameroon side anymore compared to, to the ones when they used to wear the sleeveless tops that got banned. And then obviously Switzerland. Um, again, I'm going to stick with the same Gumbia, thing for Gumbia. this one. Yeah, when they used to get the muscles out, and then they they got they got banned those those tops with the the vests that they used to wear. But um, I'm going to pick another tournament player, um, and it's a Switzerland tournament player that just seems to appear every two years for the Euros, every four years for the World Cup, or every four years for the World Cup, every four years for the Euros, and it's going to be Shakiri from Switzerland, man with the big calves, just turns up out of nowhere, you know, injured for whichever club he plays for at the time, and then he comes into the the World Cup or the Euros, and he bangs in a 30-yard screamer or a free kick or a scissor kick. kick. Or, yeah, it's just something phenomenal. So I'm going to back Shakira as my pick. Uh, Switzerland always seem to do something really good in the first one or two games. Um, so I'm going to go 2-0 uh, to Switzerland. Uh, Dan, what are you thinking? Uh, very, very similar, mate. Um, again, with Cameroon, there's no Roger Millers or uh, Eto's. Um, you know, I'm not even sure if Kameni is in goals. Uh, that's how little I know, which is probably not a great thing. You know, I need to do a bit more research on Cameroon. Maybe that's one of the teams I can uh, watch on one of the big screens or something like this. Uh, but I will say 1-0 Switzerland, and I was going to pick Jordan Shakiri as well for those exact same reasons. There was a season where I think he was playing for Stoke City and he just went around doing elasticos and not making one the <laughs> Premier League. It was just a joke. Like, it was just so good. And the Euro, I think it was 2016, Euro. <laughs> Where he scored that scissor kick and then him and Shakiri and there was like some um things about the eagle and the celebrations they were doing but that tournament for them they were unbelievable both of them Jacko and Shakiri. um so yeah i'll say one nil switzerland like yourself and uh Shakiri. no i love it and uh yourself q i'm gonna go switzerland two nil against cameroon i'm gonna go Briel Mbolo, a man in oh, form yeah, last yeah. Two friendlies he's played, he's scored a goal in each of them. So I think he's a great option up top. He's not currently on the game, but he is in the squad. So I he's like back him. in the game gonna... now. No, no, he's not in the game. You're right, you're right. But he's was he from the Euros last year as well? He was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So he's for me, it's gonna be him versus Mitrovic. And I think whoever has the better tournament is gonna be the team that goes through second behind Brazil in this group. So I think Mbolo is definitely one to watch. Ah, good stuff, and I do remember him. From the uh, from the Euros as well, so love that pick there, Q. Um, let's go on to the uh, the next game. There, we're nearly at the end of the fixtures uh, for game week or match week one or round one, whatever you want to call it. And we're getting closer and closer to our differential player pick and captain pick, and then any Q and A if any does come in. So if you are watching, please get your questions in. We've only got one to go through. If we've got one, it's better than nothing. But it'd be nice to have a few more at the end of the podcast. Um, so let's go on to Uruguay versus uh, Korea Republic, South Korea. Um, yeah, interesting game, this one. Um, 
like, I'd say if Son didn't have the the injury, then I might have given South Korea a bit more of a chance. I just don't know how fit and ready Son is going to be. I know they got a couple of good players as well. They've got a really strong centre back um, as well as South Korea, but Uruguay just got so much talent. Valverdeer, who I absolutely love, uh, Benton Core, who obviously I really love as well, uh, Luis Suarez, Cavani, uh, Jimenez, Arujo, Godin. Um, I've probably missed players, but yeah, brilliant side. Um, the one player I've actually missed, who I'm going to name as my pick for this game, probably going to be Q's pick because it was because of Q that gave me the idea of picking this player. It's going to be Darwin Nunes as my pick on absolute fire for Liverpool in the last game week of the FPL. Um, yeah, I think Uruguay are going to start this tournament well. Um, I'll bat them to win this one uh, by two goals to nil. Darwin Nunes will score in this game. Uh, I was close to doing Bentancourt, Bentancourt with the key passes. He's been on fire for Spurs. He's been scoring goals. Um, been really good form. But I want to go Darwin Nunes. Um, just get this feeling he's going to be a really good pick uh, for this first game. 2-0 to Uruguay. And my fantasy pick is Darwin Nunes. Daniel, what are you thinking on this? And, uh, and you like Uruguay as well, don't you? You're a big fan of Uruguay? Absolutely love Uruguay. And uh, Mr. Gaston there. Has just alluded to Federico Valverde there. Yeah, let's bring that up. He is possibly one of the most informed players in the world right now, playing unbelievably for Real Madrid. Just come off a Champions League win, La Liga win. Um, he was actually, I'm not say pivotal because it was obviously Vinicius Junior, Rodrigo, you know, Modric, Cruz, Casemiro, uh, um, that obviously helped and. Benzema, uh, we're winning the Ballon d'Or, but that that team, Real Madrid last season and leading into this World Cup, was just absolutely incredible, uh, as everyone knows. So Valverde, very good pick for Uruguay. However, I'm going to say, and I'm going to go with my man, uh, Georgian de Arascaeta, or Arascaeta. Oh, yes, yes. Which was the uh, player of the season in the Brasileiro. He's uh, 28 years old, I believe. At the previous World Cup, I just think this is his time. Um, I've got him in my side. He's a 5.5 million midfielder. Um, he's also got Radford haircut. So, you, you, you know, you want to have him in your side. Anyone who has that haircut, look at Bruno Guimaraes, right? No one knew who he was when he got the haircut. And then now he's a Premier League superstar. Um, that, that's a that's a side note. That was in a, it's something else to talk about. So yeah, I'm gonna say Ahaskaeta and Uruguay, and Korea. I'll go one nil. It's gonna be one of them. Like Suarez will be on the line. Suarez will save it. He'll get a red card, and then you Uruguay will just win in the last minute. You know, Son will miss the penalty, something like that. <laughs> Brilliant. And Su- do you think Suarez will he start? Does he start in this Uruguay team still? I think he actually just won the championship with Nacional uh, yeah, with, his, okay. uh, with his boyhood uh, uh, club. So I don't think he's out of form. You know, Prior to that, he won La Liga with Atleti. And then prior to that, I think before when he left Barcelona, I think they won it as yeah, well. Yeah, possibly. possibly. With, uh, when they sacked uh, another Valverde. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think... I think Suarez does start. Like he's just—he's one of those, isn't it? Like he's—he is a real catalyst for Uruguay. He's a talisman. He is that presence, and you just know that. Like, look, if push comes to shove, he's going to do the shoving and the pushing. 
You know, like <laughs> he is, he'll do anything to win that guy. So I think Suarez does start. Yeah, no, phenomenal. Love it. Love the picks. Love the uh, the midfielder enabler. We're keeping a close eye on that one at 5.5 million. Quinton, who's your player and what's your scoreline? I really love the Nunes pick, but I'm going to go with Mathias Oliveira, um, a defensive asset from Uruguay. He's a left back. Um, we got nice, to look at like him when he played at Liverpool. Had an absolute ridiculous day out. So I'm just going to just say a couple of numbers here. He had 16 recoveries, one interception, four headed clearances, five normal clearances, and then his passing as well, four passes in the final third. So he's put in a great shift against Liverpool. He actually got man of the match in that game on foot mob, and they lost 2-0. So that goes to show you how good of a player he is. So I think wow. Uruguay are going to win this game at 2-0, and I think that he's going to be a player definitely worth having in your side at least for the group stage. So you're telling me match week one power, we use my boost and I use the power captain on this Oliveira from Uruguay. Yep. 4.5 <laughs> bargain. bargain. Absolute bargain. Enabler. Huge pick. The penny pinches menu at the world cup. Yeah. <laughs> now I love that. That's one to note down for everyone that's uh, tuning in or listening to this on pre-record. Uh, Oliveira from Uruguay, 4.5 million in defense. Really good for ball recoveries as well. So good pick there. Great picks from Dan. That was Uruguay versus South Korea. Two more fixtures to go. We'll go to Portugal versus Ghana. Um, but I'm not going to say I know much about this Ghana side anymore. For me, the Portugal side is one of their strongest in recent years. It's improving every time I look at the Portugal squad. It gets better and better and better. Good keeper, good defence, good midfield. And obviously, the man of the week, Ronaldo, is here for what could be his last World Cup. And I'm still going to pick Sue. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, the, the old C Sue. as my... He's still going to be my pick because, you know, he is the the talisman for, for Portugal. Takes the free kicks, the corners, does take the throw-ins, the pens. He just does everything he can for Portugal. So I'm still going to pick him in this game. I think he's a really good 12th man option if you're going to play the 12th man. And I'll tell you why. This game, as you can tell, is the... A second last game of match day one um, on round one. So, you know, you could look at it and think team hasn't quite performed and I've still got one man that can save my week and it could be your 12th man and it could be Cristiano Ronaldo against Ghana. Really, really big pick. Portugal to win 3-0. Ronaldo will get a hat-trick. He's done it before in tournaments um, at an early stage. So Ronaldo, I want to go Portugal 3, Ghana 0. Dan, what are your thoughts on this one? That's a lot of talk there about Ronaldo. Uh, <laughs> it is his fifth World Cup. Five it's World Cups. The only yeah. other player I know to have played five World Cups is Loki Mateus. Uh, I'm wow. sure there's others. I'm sure there's others. But five World Cups is a lot. Um, and he's also, if he scores in this World Cup, he's the only player to have played and scored in five World Cups. That's an unreal stat. Yeah, like all the Ballon d'Ors and that. You know, and the rest, the goals and all that aside, that is just an unreal stat. There's longevity. Um, moving on, Portugal. This is a four nil, and the man is Bernardo Silva. Oh, good pick, Bernardo Silva. So, my my oh, draft it, team man. was an yeah, it was an <laughs> auto select team. <laughs> yeah, you've taken Goose pick basically. I had an auto select <laughs> team right with my fantasy team, and Bernardo <laughs> Silva was in my auto select team, and I was tempted keep him in there um, but that is a great pick key passes ball well tackles 
the tackles in this for every key tackle, whatever they they call it again, is pretty much ball recoveries. He gets that. He gets key passes. He gets assists. He get he gets goals. He'll get a clean sheet point. That's a really good pick from Dan there. Bernardo Silva, um, yeah, really good pick. Um, and he's a midfielder in this game. He's a good price. So absolutely loving that. And what was your score prediction again? 4-0. 4-0. So Dan's going 4-0. I'm going 3-0. Um, Quinton, what are your thoughts? Um, Dan, hi, robbery. Still my pick. I was going to say Bernardo Silva, Silva which I had a feeling he's going to say because he loves Bernardo Silva. So... I can't um, be too upset with that, but I'm going to go Dallo. I think Dallo's a good mm, pick. He's been mm, such a good pair for United. One, and, one. you know, I could see him definitely getting some attacking returns this tournament. I think this is going to be a game that he can do that. So I'm going to pick Portugal, a 3-0 win. And um, there's a lot of noise around the Portugal camp saying that players aren't happy with Ronaldo, but they interviewed Bruno Fernandes today and asked him about... Um, what we saw all over TikTok and, and Facebook about the, the glare that he gave Ronaldo, he said that um, they only took a snippet of the video clip. Apparently, they were doing a mm. joke and he was giving a response to the joke. So a lot of people are saying that um, everyone hates Ronaldo in the Portugal squad, but players have come out and said, no, that's not the case. And they're focused on a World Cup and they're glad that Ronaldo's there for his fifth World Cup because they think that if everyone is on the same page, they can definitely uh, make a good push. So... Yeah, definitely be backing at least one or two assets from Portugal. Now, good stuff and a good analysis there, Q. And you're actually right with the Fernandes-Ronaldo meeting. They did a similar thing with Cancelo and Ronaldo in training where it made it look like Cancelo was blanking Ronaldo. And it was just a small clip from the press. And then that video, someone showed the full two-minute version of that video. And it was actually Cancelo was, was ignoring Ronaldo for about 10 seconds. And then the rest of the video... Uh, was the complete opposite to what the press had actually said initially. Um, so, yeah, they've obviously done the same there with Bruno and, and, and Ronaldo. So, uh, yeah, I really like that. And I, and I like the pick um, that you've gone with there as well. And Dallo, um, definitely one to look at. If you if you want a cheaper version of Cancelo, because obviously Cancelo is phenomenal for fantasy football, but if you need a cheaper version, Dallo can give you that on the opposite side because um, he's just brilliant when it comes to um, balls into the box, key passes, recoveries, that type of thing. So, yeah, really, really good pick there. Um, so let's go on to our last game. Finally got to the last fixture of the round. Let's zoom in on there. Um, we've got Brazil versus Serbia. Um, some might think this is the best till last. Maybe Dan, because I think he does love his Brazil. Um, so we've got Brazil versus Serbia. Um, I'm back in Brazil. I think they'll win this one comfortably. Um I'm going to go with a 3-0 to Brazil. I think they'll turn it on early in the tournament. Um, I'm going to back Richarlison in this one because I had a look at his goal record. Obviously, Dan spoke about him on, on the preview pod and I, then made me have a look at his goal record after. And I knew it was good because I always follow Spurs players when they go on international duty, but I didn't realise how good it actually was till I looked at it and I was like, wow, he was getting... One goal in this game, two in the next, one in the next, two in the next. That's sometimes getting pens as well, which, you know, ahead of Neymar. So that was huge. And for me, um, it sold me on Richarlison. And I think if he, if they think he's fit enough to play, look, he played, he played in the Spurs game, the last two Spurs matches he's appeared in, and he started in the last one. So, you know, he's, he's fit to start for Brazil. Great goal record. Um, so for me, I really wanted to pick Neymar because he can obviously do 
everything uh, with, the, with the assists, goals, uh, key passes, absolutely everything. But I'm thinking for purely from a ruthless goal scorer perspective for Brazil uh, and the fact that he may be on pens, I'm going Rich Allison because uh, he gets the start for Brazil. He is their uh, their main number nine. Um, so I'm going to back 3-0 to Brazil. Uh, Dan, what's your thoughts on this? Obviously a close follower of the Brazilian national team. Um, what are you thinking for the for the first game? Yeah, I think it's 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 no uh, secret that I absolutely love Brazilian football and their players. I have done since I was ten years old, so is that twenty six years? Um, it's some quick math there. I'm old. Man. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna look. I don't think so much three nil because uh, Serbia will. They'll fight, you know. Like, I think the Socceroos is uh, give it 100. These guys will give it 110. Um, I still see Brazil winning. I think it could be, yeah, one or two. I think a 2 nil. I don't see a three. Um, but my pick is going to be Neymar. I think that this is his tournament. It's going to be a Neymar show. Um, I think his stats and his performances for PSG this season, the fact he's staying injury-free, Everything kind of is coming into alignment, I suppose, for Neymar for the first time in a long time. I think the last time we saw probably this was maybe two, 2015 or 2014, uh, even 2013 Confederations Cup, Neymar, and he was just unplayable. You know, he was ridiculous then. Um, I do like, though, Richarlison. I did say in the previous pod that Richarlison would be my top goal scorer for that reason. Um, he was unbelievable in the Olympics. He scored goals for fun, and uh, I think yeah, Richarlison is another um, another person that you just or another pick that you just can't go past. Really, I mean, I don't have him in my team because of my well, the forwards that I've got, um, and I want I want to have Neymar instead of having Richarlison. So my Neymar, Neymar is my pick. Oh, good stuff, and I love that. And yeah, uh, for me, it was tough to go pick between Neymar and Richarlison, yeah. and. Um, yeah, look, Neymar's definitely the standout. Um, I think even, even the picks, like, I'd like to have Anthony as well. or Sorry, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Or I'd like to have Vinny Jr. Or I'd like to have uh, yeah, or, or Bruno Gamarish. But it's just, they're very expensive. And in terms of who is going to get you points and who's going to, like, Neymar will take corners. Neymar will take penalties. Neymar will take free kicks. Neymar will play free roll. He's going to create. He's going to get assists. And, he's you know, he's going to score goals. So he's kind of doing a bit of everything. Whereas the other players will, uh, I feel they'll play more of their roles and they'll play for Neymar. Love that. Good analysis. And obviously everything Neymar and look, everything Dan's saying there is making me think Neymar should be in all of our teams. Um, I'm expecting his ownership to be quite high. I'd imagine right now it's probably um, for these types of games. It's not like FPL where Haaland's 80% owned or you know, Jesus is seventy percent owned. It's more if you've got some. It's like UEFA Champions League, where if someone's thirty or forty percent owned, it, it's highly owned. Um, so yeah, I can see Neymar having some high numbers. Uh, Q, um, what are you thinking? Brazil versus Serbia scoreline player pick. I'm going to go Brazil three-one um, in this game. I think Neymar's the best pick. I could see him get an absolute haul, but I'm going to go. One player outside of him is Bruno Gamares. We've seen him what he's done for um, Newcastle. I think he's going to be playing in a team with no disrespect to Newcastle, but it's significantly better. And I think that's just going to make him even better. So I think he's a nice option. If you're not wanting to go Neymar up top, 
if you're wanting to sort of go the Harry Kane route, the Messi and a lot of other players up top, you can definitely go Bruno Gamaras and he could possibly sort of give you a good upside chance of getting some decent points from Brazil because they're going to have, I think, three big wins in this group. Uh, good stuff and a good pick there uh, with Bruno Gamares. And did you mean just to pick him as a 12th man? Um, I think, yeah, like I, I don't mind the 12th man pick because I think Brazil um, are going to get a decent win straight up against Serbia. Yeah. I don't think Serbia's defense is great. And I think, as I said in our last pod, Brazil's defense isn't great, but they're still going to score six goals. So, no, uh, good stuff and big confidence in Brazil. Uh, on the podcast so far so that's our fixture roundup we've gone through all of the fixtures from match week one um you know and the podcast has gone on for a lot longer than we thought but look we are going to continue because there's a couple more sections to go through um so let's just quickly go i'm going to go through a couple of differentials that i've picked for the first match week so i've gone with one of q's picks in gakpo from the netherlands against senegal currently 4.3 percent owned uh, and then I've gone with Charleston, one of Dan's picks on the preview podcast, 2.1% owned against Serbia as a striker. Very, very underlooked is Richarlison. In my third pick, I'm picking an England defender based on how good their stats were at the Euros and the World Cup 2018, uh, where they don't concede many goals. Southgate, you know, he's, he's got England tight at the back. Um, so I'm going to go John Stones at 2.1% owned against Iran. Very, very good on the ball. Um, also a set piece track because he's you know known to score headers. We've seen him do that before. Very good in the air. Um, so I'm liking him, and I wanted to try and pick someone um, from a couple of different positions. Um, but is there any differentials that either yourself, Dan, Q, that you've got that you want to want to mention? Any for you, Dan? No, not really. I mean, I was going to say John Stones. Uh, I like the John Stones shout. Um, I think it's it's not an obvious choice. Uh, most people look at either Harry Maguire or. Kyle Walker or someone else who's going to come in and play that uh, centre-back role. But I think John Stones, uh, Gary Neville said it as well, that he's England's best centre-back at the moment, most in form, and I think for all the reasons that you gave. No, I agree. I think him and, uh, yeah, he's he's England's best centre-back for me. And then I think Ben White as well is, is closely followed. But in terms of England experience, you can't look past yeah. John Stones in that England team. Uh, Q, is there anyone that you want to uh, add to the differentials? Uh, Zelinski from Poland. So he's only oh, yeah, 3.1% owned. So yeah. I think he's a great pick. Um, and another one in defensive options, I've got Rasmus Christensen, only 1% only, he's 4.0. So a nice little enable there. And he should start. And we've seen for Leeds uh, in recent memory, he's actually looked good in attack and he does get involved with the key passes. So I think um, he should start week one for them against um, Tunisia. No, good stuff. I like that. And some good picks. And Zelinsky's say, a good pick. Sufjan Bufal is 0.7%. Wow, for Morocco. Yeah, so Bufal from the, the Penny yeah. Pictures menu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's, his little slider with some uh, fries. Um, <laughs> yeah. A, uh, well, he's actually 6 million. He's a 6 million midfielder, Bufal. Not I've, bad. I've got him on my bench now. And he's replaced my pick because I I think he's got injury issues. Um, but yeah, I've just been toying around with my team while we've been doing this podcast. As as you can see, I keep looking at my phone. Um, <laughs> and so Buffal's in now because yeah, I remember him from Southampton and uh, and when he played for Angers. So um, yeah, I think he's unbelievable. No, good stuff. Good pick there, 
Dan, some great picks from uh, Quinton. Really liking the Zelinsky pick. Um, I've noted that one down uh, to see if I can potentially fit him in my team. There's definitely going to be a lot of changes to my team. I'm going to do a live reveal of my draft before deadline. Um, but there's too many changes I want to make because of this podcast. So I will not reveal my team just yet. Um, so that's the differentials. Um, quickly go through some captains from the first round. Um, I think the likes of Harry Kane, Messi, Mbappe and Neymar. And I'll add Ronaldo in there because there's so many games. I think five captains is probably fair. Um, curveball, maybe like a Darwin Nunes. I wasn't going to do a, a curveball because there's just so many good captains anyway. Um, but maybe a Darwin Nunes. One thing I will say about all my captains that I've picked, they are all penalty takers or free kick takers or both. I think pretty much all of them are both. And the big thing about having pen takers in particular, in these tournaments, is the introduction of VAR. We saw in the 2018 World Cup, VAR come in. We saw so many more penalties in the World Cup, which we were not seeing at previous World Cups. So that's good for the likes of Harry Kane, Messi, Mbappe, Neymar. Um, You know, it's going to be more goals for them, Cristiano Ronaldo. So, um, yeah, absolutely huge. Uh, Dan, is there any captains you wanted to add for the first match week that you think I've missed? No, not, not that I think you've missed. No, absolutely no. not. Um, my captains are Messi. That's it. Messi? Yeah, mine I just remember as well. Week, uh, for the first night. Yeah, so you can have, well, before before the Argentina game, there's obviously yeah. Qatar, Ecuador, if you've got anyone from that. I know a lot of people have got the Ecuadorian keeper as their number two, and they will put him in as their number one for the first game in the hope that Ecuador obviously keep a clean sheet. Um, and then they can get off to a good start in the tournament. Night two... Or, or sorry, the night. Uh, sorry, yeah, night two. England player ran. So neither of you have got any England players. You want to slap the uh, no Trippier captain on night one? Q. I've got Trippier. Uh, nah, I think Mess Messi. You know, you has can change the captain. So oh, you can but do Trippier isn't Messi going to be the same night? No, nah, Messi's a separate night, Tuesday night. So you can slap oh, the arm man on Trippier night one. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I'd um, be going Trippier. Trippier night one for me, or Foden mm. if you have Foden. Foden. No, good stuff. Big calls there. Um, and then just one player pick for the round. Um, that is an absolute must-have. You think he needs to be in your teams. Mine's Lionel Messi against Saudi Arabia. Um, Dan, who do you think is... Who's yours? I'm going Neymar against Serbia. Neymar against Serbia. No surprises there. Q? I'm going to go... Um... This is a tough one. I'm going to go Bruno Fernandes against Ghana. Bruno Fernandes for Quinton there. So really good picks there from Dan and Q. And look, we've been on the podcast now for an hour and 35 minutes. And that was actually absolutely everything. The only one thing actually we did have was a quick Q&A, which was when to use the wildcard. I'll answer that very, very quickly now. PSB, hi, mate. I ideal time to use the wildcard insights. So you want to use this in either match week two or match week three. Reason being, match week two, uh, you can use this uh, and build your team for both match week two and match week three. Or match week three, you can effectively use it as just a free hit when you know which teams can still qualify, which teams uh I've already been knocked out. Uh, we get a good idea as to what teams, um, the ones that have already qualified, they might then play a weaker team. So you can effectively use your wild card as a free hit. So for me, game week two or three, I'm leaning towards game week three. So that is the insight. Um, 
Uh, last one as well, just from FBRU, power captain when to play. Um, I would suggest for this one, um, either... Look, I'm looking at match week two for power captain. Um, I think match week one gives you a bit of a flavour as to um, how players are looking after the first game, and then you can then use it in match week two. So I'm thinking match week two. Um, and obviously you mentioned a lot of people are saying group stage, but I reckon knockouts as there's less obvious captain options. That's also true. What I, what I think might um, happen is a lot of people in the knockouts will have the same team. So then within this stage, you could end up having a power captain, but then everyone else could end up having that player. Um, yeah. and, it, and it could be a Neymar, right? And the knockouts gets 16 points, just as an example. And then he's everyone's captain. And then as your power captain, you get the player with the most points. It ends up being Neymar anyway. Whereas I think in the group stage, you get a little bit more variation. But um, a couple of really good questions there that have come in. Um, thanks to everyone that's tuned into the podcast tonight. Uh, we had some really good views as the podcast was going. Some great comments that come in. And um, so thanks for the comment there, FPL Roo. Um, some really good comments that come in. Uh, some really good insight as well uh, from at D10 Football, who will be going to Qatar 20, 2022 World Cup. I've got it right. I've got to stop. I keep getting the 2002 and 2022 mixed up. And um, Dan will be going. He's going to plenty of games. We can't wait to hear all about it. Obviously, tune into this podcast throughout the World Cup and you will get updates on Dan uh, at D10 Football at the World Cup and all the games that he goes to. I can't wait for it. And I'm sure Quinton there in his Socceroo shirt can't wait for it either. Any last words <laughs> from yourself, Dan or Q, just before we officially wrap up the podcast? <laughs> no, I think we've, we've covered everything. Covered everything. And Q? Um, strap yourselves in. It's going to be a wild ride. Some good games. Nah, love it. Love it. All right, then we'll leave it there. Thanks, everyone who tuned in. If you can please give the video a like, get your comments in, even if you watch this on pre-record, I'll be able to just keep coming in and answering them. Uh, the deadline is all the way up until kickoff between Qatar and Ecuador. Um, so thanks, everyone that tuned in. Good luck for the first week of fantasy. We can't wait for it. Um, and we can't wait to see how all of your teams go and join the mini league as well if you haven't done already. We will see you all in the next one.